This is the Fedora Chronicles Network. On this episode of the Metaphysical Connection, the first of 2017, number 47, boy, that's a mouthful, Walt Schnabel and I, Eric Render-Kingfisk, talk about the CIA, secret mind control, and surveillance programs. I introduce Walt to programs such as Project Artichoke, the Stargate Project, Operation Mockingbird, and my new favorite, Operation Midnight Climax. And Walt introduces us to the nefarious Lily Wave. Be sure to go to our show page for this episode with many of the links that we talk about. Our main page is metaphysicalpodcast.com, and this is episode 47. But before we get started, a shout out to one of our new fans, Indy Indicott, and a thank you for suggestions on topics for future episodes. So thanks for listening, and enjoy the show. So anyway, so what do you want to begin what do we want to begin with? Let's our... begin at the beginning. Let's begin at the begin. Let's uh, a little Cole Porter we action. We want to talk it. about where we've been. Yeah, let's talk about. Well, the thing is, is that we took a break off for the holiday season. Right, and then we actually did a show that didn't work out technically. Yeah, some technical issues. Yeah, which we've solved. Yeah, we and think we solved. I think we solved them. Yeah. And then we had um, a, a virus take over Eric's family. <laughs> <laughs> Rage through the Fisk family. And, yeah. And I didn't want to come near it. I didn't no, of I course didn't not. Part of it. Of course not. So, so uh, we had to wait that out until that ran its Oh, jeez. Yeah. Yeah. But as a result so that went in one end and out the other yeah exactly but as a result i don't i don't think that i've ever been this prepared for a podcast in a long long time well you had plenty of time <laughs> <laughs> and you know some um repressed podcast energy <laughs> <laughs> that's what you want to so call hopefully, it hopefully this will be a, yeah. a release of that for eric yeah did you say that you wanted to talk about something um before we get to the show topic because I, I asked you, do you want to talk about what's happening this week in politics? And you said, no, I don't want to give that any energy. But uh, you... nah, I, I don't really. I think it is what it is. It's going to yeah. be what it's going to be. Um, I think it's all preordained anyway. Yeah. You know, I don't think there's anything. Yeah. You know, you have all these all this energy swirling around, you know, our right. president-elect. And it, it's all just confusion that's generated to, to keep us vibrating at a lower level that's exactly what it's doing and, and so i don't want to feed into that I yeah this is what my intention is uh, on a sad note you're you're one of your dearest um figures in in american recent history is is has been put in the hospital yeah it's near and dear to eric's heart george hw let's just take and, a moment and, and his wife yeah and his oh, wife yeah, together. she's in the hospital too yeah together at the yeah, same time I guess, yeah. What is that all about? I don't know. Maybe they just Food can't, stand, can't stand being away from each other. <laughs> or, or she's his bodyguard, maybe. I don't know. Maybe. Could be. <clears throat> maybe. Have you seen the shoulders on that woman? She could be a linebacker. She's she's yeah, she's formidable. She is. She's she's been running interference for him, I think. Because <laughs> I, I thought he was a little on the <laughs> Weasley side, but <clears throat> just a little. Um, 
<clears throat> so, you know, he may be on his way toward the outer darkness. I don't know. He's heading somewhere. <clears throat> He's heading somewhere. Well, I, was where... I was listening to a woman talk about the afterlife. Yeah. With George Norris. She's, she's very interesting. Yeah. Uh, she's actually a lawyer and she's got a lot of, uh, she's done like a study of like 300 years of uh, people who have visited the afterlife and come back. So, you know, she's she's got a pretty good backlog of information that yeah. she, you know, being a lawyer, she, she knows how to s develop a case for something. And she says that there's different levels of the afterlife. And, yeah. and one of the, the, the first layer that hopefully you transcend, depending on what your life's been like, is called the outer darkness. And, and that's where people go that have committed... Um, <clears throat> Horrible. Le le yeah, le less than uh, altruistic deeds in their life. Yeah. And that's where the demons are and, and all of those kind of... She doesn't... She doesn't think it's hell because it's not like fire and brimstone kind of hell, but uh, it's a different interpretation she talks of hell. Of, yeah, she talks about that being a level that is kind of there that people like mm, I'm thinking George H. W. might be heading there for some of his yeah some of his shenanigans like setting up President Kennedy to be killed. And yeah, like something that. like that. Well, minor things like that. Yeah, um, but I don't know if you if you believe that's true. Some people don't, but yeah. Anyway, that's that's a show in itself. I think that would be a good show. I think that's yeah. something that people don't really know much about. I know we could do a whole show have, on him. People have ideas about that, and, and you know, of course, yeah. there's people that are atheists that don't think there's anything at all after you die, which I tend to disagree with. But yeah, um, hey, your beliefs are your beliefs. I mean, there's nothing yeah, I can. Whatever, yeah, it's whatever you. What, what I do think is that um, what organized religion brings forward is fear-based. Yeah, and, and that's never a good thing. That's never a good thing. No. That is never a good thing. And I, I, I firmly believe that whatever energy you're vibrating at when you die, yeah, and that's determined by the kind of life you've lived. Yeah, and, and uh, that determines where you, where you yeah. hit in the in the next life. Yeah, you know, there's all different levels. I think of, of good stuff or not so good. Bad stuff, stuff. depends. Yeah, it just goes up. The, so, the, 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 what you do in the afterlife is determined on how you lived life here on earth. And yeah, where you land, I think, over, yeah. over on the other side. I don't think the other side's that far away, actually. I think it's, no. It's kind of close. It's a short trip. Yeah. It's almost like an alternate dimension. Yeah, so, in, some, in some sense, I think it, it is. So anyway, it's, it's an interesting topic for another day. But What I've been dying to know, Walt, is that have you been doing any heavy reading during our hiatus? Um. Well, my son gave me gave me a couple books for Christmas. Oh yeah, um, Zachariah Zitchin books. Oh, that's um, terrific. Um, need need I um, reiterate that Zitchin is the guy that brought forward the, the Anunnaki, <laughs> the Anunnaki story in their, time, in their time on Earth. We're not even seven minutes mm. into the show, and you already bring up the Anunnaki. <laughs> I can't help myself, Eric. You know that. And he also gave me a book by David Icke. Um, yeah. Who really talks a lot about mind control and yeah, and that kind of stuff. So. It, that, that's what I've been reading, actually. Da David Icke's pretty extreme. Yeah. Um, but, you know, with anything, you pick and choose what, what yeah. resonates with you and what yeah. doesn't, you know, you let it go. Yeah. And he's he's got a lot of interesting ideas about what 
our existence is and, and how it's controlled and those kinds of things. So that's what I've been reading. Light, some light stuff like that. And then uh, Bruce Springsteen's biography. Um, oh, really? Uh, autobiography. Yeah. Really? Tell it's, me tell me about that. Very good. It's yeah. Very good. It's uh, extremely well written. I haven't gotten too far into it yet, but <clears throat> as you know, he's a fellow Jersey boy. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah. A little congestion oh, in my throat. Yeah. Your fellow Jersey boy, and uh, actually, I grew up about three towns over from him. Oh I mean, wow! I, I didn't know him. He was a little bit older than to me. He would have been a greaser, and I didn't like hang with the greasers. Really? I hang with the, so that's that surprises yeah, I hang me. With the, hung with the more like preppy kind of really kind of kids, you know. Sort of like the beatniks. Yeah, beatniks were like the fifties. Oh, okay. I was, I was, All right. I'm not. I'm not that old, Eric. I'm not in the Allen Ginsberg region <laughs> with the bongos and the, uh, you know, the goatee and stuff, you know, and the bad beat poetry. Uh, yeah. No, I, I, I was, I was, I was, I proceeded that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's really well written. He, yeah. you know, his, his, as lyrical as his lyrics are. Yeah. I don't know. That's redundant, but, um, his writing is, is equally as lyrical. He yeah. it took him seven years to write it. So, it's not like he just scratched it off. Yeah, yeah. And and I and I don't think he, I don't think anybody ghost wrote it. I think I mean at least really? it's not acknowledged. Yeah, yeah. So I, I think it's all his his words and yeah. Um, he's just got a way of capturing images and yeah. You, know, you can tell from his songs the way yeah. he, he uh, even especially his earlier work. I mean yeah. I mean he he really um, he he really wrote some drop dead lyrics. He really did in his day. You know. And this really chronicles his his life. I mean, he was he was basically just an ordinary guy. You know, he yeah. didn't have any. wasn't a particularly good student. Didn't yeah. have any particular place in in the social hierarchy. You know, he yeah. was sort of always kind of an outsider. Yeah, sounds which familiar. I think he still is. You know, in some senses. He's, yeah, he doesn't really play into the whole fame thing. And, no, no. You know, I've heard stories where he, um, you know, he runs into people. Uh, actually, my son was dating uh, a woman that um, was a waitress and in college or something. And, and he, he and um, a couple of his band members came into the restaurant and uh, sat down. For, you know, they're having having dinner or lunch or something. And she didn't. She actually didn't know who he was. Wow. And so he thought that was hilarious. He thought he thought that was great that she didn't know who he was because so many people. Who Bruce know. Springsteen thought it was her? Right. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Okay. He thought it was funny that she didn't know who he was. Yeah. And it wasn't like he was offended or anything. Yeah. Um, I think that's got to be great, though, because the thing is, is that I, I think she she waited on the table, and there were just three guys sitting there. You know? Yeah, uh, Steve Van Zant was one of the other guys. You know? Yeah, and she went in the back, and everybody was like looking out there, you know, yeah. in the kitchen, yeah. and she's like, "What's going on?" She, they said, "That's Bruce Springsteen at your table," and yeah. she was like, "Who's Bruce Springsteen?" <laughs> not, not a music person, obviously. Yeah. So she went back and said, oh, "You know, sorry, I didn't recognize," and he, he thought that was. A okay, you know. I think that one. So that's of the, cool. It says something about him. One of one of the things that I'm sure it gets annoying about fame and fortune and all like that. Well, is, you, well, you would know, Eric. Well, yeah. I, one of the things I dislike about my fame and fortune is that you just can't get a moment's rest because you know people going through your trash and they just want a piece of you just yeah, because like Bob you're Dylan, sort of, yeah. yeah you just you know you're rich and faint. You're well, I'm right. not rich, but you know it's like I'm I'm infamous, and of course you know people ask me all the time like what's what's it what's it really like being you and. You know, and 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 you you know, getting getting mauled, getting mauled at the mall, as it were, and going, like, going to the grocery store and, and having a gang of a throng of of 
older women around you? Well, I mean, not just older women. I mean, not to brag or anything. I want to emphasize the older part. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, we'll we'll move on from that imagery. (laughs) Oh, oh, Eric, you're so attractive. Would you like to rub Ben Gay on my thighs? Will you sign my depends? (laughs) (laughs) And that's just about, that's exactly it. That's exactly right. So uh, okay, I, I, one of the things I, I do want to talk to you about, and thank you again for this uh, for the book on George Lucas. Oh uh, yeah, have you been reading that? I've been I've been reading it. I, well, it, as a matter of fact, you know, during our hiatus, I actually I finished a lot of books. Um, and the thing about George Lucas is, like, if you look at George Lucas and his upbringing, and the way that he was raised, no wonder he was going to become successful at something. Why? Because of the way he was raised and his father put in this idea of hard work and mm-hmm. and just constantly, like, if you're going to do something, be the best at it. And, you know, Springsteen is very similar to yeah. that. He, he had a very contentious relationship with his father. He yeah. wrote a lot of songs about that. Yeah. But it drove him to be as good as he is. Yeah. You know, nobody gets that good, just pure talent. You know, he's obviously talented. Yeah. Lucas is, is a talented yeah. writer. But you don't get there. There's a lot of talented people who just never get to the promised lands, so to speak. Yeah. Because they just don't have the drive. Yeah. They don't have the the whatever that is that forces you to wanna yeah. to be the best at something. Yeah. You know? And and I think any person who really achieves a a great de- deal of success is driven by one thing or another. One of the things successful people they all have in common that I've noticed so far is that all famous people have the work ethic, the drive that no matter how, no matter what's going on, they have to produce something. Mm -hmm. They've also had the room to fail and they've had, go ahead and make big, huge mistakes. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. Well, you learn from that. And learn from that. And, you know, shoot, you know, shoot, you know, you, you know, that, that, um, that stupid saying, you know, shoot for the stars, but settle for the moon, Mm -hmm. you know, and that, but that is, that, that is very, you know, at least try step up to the plate and see what happens right right worst that can happen is it doesn't work out exactly you you move on to something else or you you keep trying and even people that are successful they have failures oh absolutely uh, springsteen's had um albums that that were not so good yeah um and others that are great you know so you're gonna you're gonna go up and down with things yeah Uh, even with i know with writing you you know you write some days you write and it's it knocks you out of the park and, and yeah. other days it's yeah. like there's nothing there you know so yeah you have to work the juice is to work there. through those spots you know yeah and that's the same with any kind of creative endeavor i think yeah i mean the thing is is that i mean it, we all like to bust george lucas's chops for the huge mistakes he made like howard the duck well but, yeah but everybody's entitled i mean um spielberg's made it's a horrible made film by the way big big mistakes i think you know with some of his movies yeah uh, but <clears throat> yeah. the same, by the same token, he's made some great movies. So. Yeah. Oh, I mean, absolutely. The two things go to go yeah. hand in hand. I think you know nobody can hit a home run every time they. Yeah. Get up to the plate. Yeah. So to speak. And sometimes you learn more about and it's keeping within the baseball analogy. I mean, you don't you don't learn anything if you always hit a home run. No. You know, it's the strikeouts or it's the bunts or whatever. It's that, right when you when you kind of have to go back and analyze what, what why hell? it went yeah. wrong. Yeah, know, and that moves you along. And I don't think people can relate or even trust people who are always right all the time and always hits home runs. No, I don't think there's too many people like that. Actually. No, no. 
there aren't enough. So, so Lucas um, seems to be kind of driven by his childhood. Yeah. Um, Every, everything about George Lucas is informed by the way that he was raised by his dad. And his dad was a hardworking guy who mm-hmm. who had his own like the own his own version of Staples before Staples was Staples, um, you know, business supply store and stationery. And the thing is, is that his dad was just like you just have to work hard, you know. Mm-hmm. You just you just always have yeah, to put, be put your head down and, and get yeah work. yeah. And the thing is, is that you know George Lucas really sort of disappointed his dad when his because uh, he's like, no, I want to get into filmmaking. Dad wanted him to take over the take over the family over business, the paper store. Yeah, yeah, that, that's pretty common. That was yeah. My my background was that like yeah. To, my father had a business, and I just had had no interest in it whatsoever. Yeah, yeah. So to his great disappointment, but oh well. Yeah, yeah. So I think that that's I think I think George Lucas's life, and I, I don't you know I really don't care what people say about the prequel trilogy or whatever, but. I mean, you got to look at what he did, and, and the thing is, is that he turned the movie industry upside down. Absolutely groundbreaking. Yeah, I mean, if he made nothing but crap, other than Star, just the first Star Wars. Yeah. To me, that's that's enough in itself. Yeah. You know, everything else is is icing on the cake after. Yeah. That. That well, was such a groundbreaking movie. It's <clears throat> it, it's you know it's up there in the top five movies. Yeah. That change the paradigm for oh yeah for for movie yeah and the and the thing and, and, and the and the thing that i also got from the book so far and george lucas is best when he's collaborating with somebody mm-hmm. if he's just working by himself and he's mr do everything himself he sort of tends to fall on his face but when he collaborates with somebody like steven spielberg yeah a pretty good collaborator. Really great collaborator. Mm-hmm. And, th- and the thing is that I know that I'm going to take some guff for saying this. I love all of the Indiana Jones movies, especially Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. I think that's just a, simply just a phenomenal film for, you know, trying to do what it did. Yeah. Speaking of Crystal Skulls, we have to do a show on that. We got to do a, a yeah. show on the Crystal Skulls and yeah. w- what they are and where they really come from. Right. So. so you want to get rolling on uh, mind control now that we've talked about our... Well, yeah, recent, we're recent reads. We're gonna, we're yeah. I'm just, I'm looking at stuff here, and it's like, well, where, where do you? Here's what I want to do for the people. Um, I want, I want to tell the story about how you got hooked on this one topic. How I did? Yeah, I want to know. I mean, because the thing is, I think it's interesting. Because the thing is, is that Walt dropped something off, and he wrote down on on a piece of paper, brain entrainment. And he said, let's do a show on this. And of course, I didn't really know what's, what's brain entrainment. Right. And then we got talking about, well, where, where did we go from there, Walt? We sort of like, that, that sort of brought us down a rabbit hole that brought us to where we are today. Well, I, I think it opened up the door for you to start looking into uh, different approaches to mind control. And there's, yeah. there's more, than, more than one element to it. Yeah, um, you went in the direction more of like MK Ultra yes. type of activities that have been going on since what the oh my god 50s, since 40s? no since I think I, if we were going to look because you cannot talk about you cannot talk about MK Ultra without talking about Operation Paperclip. Well, why, why don't you why don't you explain what MK Ultra is? Okay, that's a good. How far how far how far back do we want to go? Well, I mean, some general um, history of, of what 
what led to that, I guess. All right. So the thing is, is that the back before World War II, um, the Nazis were trying to figure out a way to control the population. Right. And I'm going to get to that in my... Uh... Yeah. And Adolf Hitler and his cronies were looking into all sorts of, whether it was, you know, through chemicals or through through audio signals or sounds or whatever. Well, you know, do you know what the electronic version of that started as? Tell me. Um, an EEG. Yeah. Uh, that that the Nazis developed an EEG machine. Yeah. To monitor. Um, monitor brain waves. Right. And that became the basis for the whole Nazi movement. Right. Really, in terms of uh, controlling the, yeah. the the German people. So, so as far as everybody is concerned, you know, <laughs> Germany lost World War II, and the Nazi scientists were divided up between the the uh, the Allies, the Americans, and the British, and the Soviet Union. Right. And we we got a hold of a lot of former Nazi scientists under Operation Paperclip, and we brought a lot of Nazi scientists here to the United States, and that they were gobbled up under Alan Dulles, CIA, who started a whole bunch of clandine uh, operations. The most famous of all is Operation MK Ultra, which is talking about, of all things, mind control. And the thing is that there are so many other operations that fall under the umbrella of MK Ultra. I can only name five. I can only, and the thing is, is that the list is every time you think that you you have all the ones that you think that you've got, you find another program that all springs from MK Ultra. Mm -hmm. And these are just the ones we know of. This is, these are just the ones that we know of, thanks to the Church Committee hearings that were held in the 1970s. Mm -hmm. And when when somebody and in, somebody had spilled what is now known as the CIA Family Jewels, which is a collection of programs that the CIA had going on that was illegal, um, and uh, and the CIA is not supposed to be operating within the the confines of of uh, the, the 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 lower forty eight states, Alaska and Hawaii that you know of, and what really sort of like bothers me the most in reading all about these programs is that we sort of discovered along the way is that they have been using various techniques all at the same time to alter other the outcomes of other countries elections and other countries oh policies towards the united states we have been using not we i mean the the, the cia has been using these programs now is is MK Ultra um, funded? How is that funded? Do you, do you, do you, did you get anything on, on the, that? One or? of the one of the things that I had is found that a black consider a black ops. It's a, it's because the thing is is that um, all of these it, it it gets even weirder and stranger. The more you talk about it, the more it sounds like it's like right out of science fiction mm -hmm. or like an episode well, of the X Files. Yeah, it does. You, you almost think, nah, this can't be. Nah, this is. You have the director of the CIA, which is what they go for. I think. I think they. Kind of want you to think that you have the director of the CIA, and he he has with him a portfolio of all of these programs that he's working on. Some of the stuff has been redacted, which means a lot of these things are all sort of blacked out. Yeah, and they go to a special behind closed doors meeting with the Appropriation Committee with the with the with the House and the Senate, and. In Alan Dulles's case, he would go and he would say, we need 
X amount of dollars. We need X amount of billions of dollars for these programs. And of course, there would be, you know, senators or congressmen and say, we're not going to give you that money. What the hell are you thinking? And Alan Dulles would like have pictures brought in from his buddy, J. Edgar Hoover. And it says, hey, listen, I got a couple of pictures of you like, yeah, uh, you know, oh, by the way, by the oh, by the way, um, have you seen my my uh, mm-hmm. my greeting cards that I'm sending out to all my friends and family? That's the way that works. Yeah. And there's a there's a senator or congressman you know, in an uncompromising position with an underage prostitute that, right. you know, right. and, 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 oh, and they got the money. Let me change my vote then. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. I don't think, vote. I don't think I want my wife to see this. Yeah. So and, that's the way that works. And the thing is, is that, um, uh, the FBI is not so much involved in things like MK ultra that we know of. That's a different show altogether. The only thing is, is that because Alan Dulles and J Edgar Hoover, were sort of like secret buddies or whatever like that. J. Edgar Hoover actually had helped men like Alan Dulles blackmail. I wonder, I wonder if they got together and wore women's women's clothes. Yeah, and that's I, a, that's and a, and there, there's J. a hand, Hoover was famous. For there, that. There's a there's a handful of books out there, and I just figured finish one called The Brothers. And in for people who know the Dulles brothers. I can, I can tell you for sure this book was really sort of left wanting, but it did illustrate the fact that Alan Dulles was a scumbag. I, I can't oh, yeah. even... No, no doubt about that. You know, and, and uh, he, I mean, this guy was a degenerate. I mean, the way that he treated his wife, I mean, yeah, she knew that he had extramarital affairs. She oh, you mean knew, even on a personal level? Oh, on I, a personal I level. I didn't know anything about that. But on a, per, I, I mean, on a personal I'm level. I'm just going by the stuff that he did. Yeah. Um, Politically, yeah, you know, behind the scenes. Well, I mean, the thing is, is that the stuff he engineered. The the reason why his wife knew about all of his extramarital affairs is because he bragged to her about all the women that he was banging. Really? Yeah. Very nice. Oh yeah, absolutely. And it's like, oh, uh, you know, it's uh, so he so he's actually the the guy behind MK Ultra that. He's, he's, he's like one of the guys. He's one, of, he's one of the guys who said, hey, you know, the Nazis had this program of mind control. And, mm-hmm. and it's all about manufacturing consent and manipulating the public uh, to, to go along to get along. And it was all about, also a, a huge product of the Cold War. Keeping in mind that during the Cold War, with the escalation of atomic weapons and whatever, I mean, the thing is, is it was there was genuine concern and fear over what the Soviets were doing. Every time we turned around and we had, we had one atomic weapon, um, an advancement in atomic weapons. So somehow, magically, the the, the Soviets would catch up to us, and, there and was that a, was all set up. It was all it set was up. The Cold War was a setup. It, it, it was to, to create fear and and yeah. you know, keep people. Um, on edge because the CIA and the NSA and all these other operations and and uh, um, organizations within our government was keeping the uh, you know the Americans in line and and uh, over across the pond in England MI6 and MI5 were all doing everything that they could to keep everybody all terrified of mm-hmm. the enemy and the KGB had you know they were hey you know the the the, the dreaded capitalists are going to come and they're going to they're gonna they're they're going to they're going to kill your women and rape rape your sheep or something like that. And actually, when you're in a state of fear, which oh which yeah, is what all that stuff creates, you're more susceptible to to um, mind control. Oh yeah, yeah, you know, to being you're susceptible to messages that yeah that, exactly that can um, make you think a certain way. That you, yeah, you may not necessarily 
exactly. normally think that way. And the thing is, and, and in our, in our uh, research, <laughs> I had found something and <laughs> I actually shocked Walt. <laughs> <laughs> When I showed when I showed Walt this, he was like, "Do we want to get to that right now, or we want to keep you want to, you want to get to the other background stuff?" Uh, uh, keep going with your line of thought. Well, my line of thought here is that, and 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 in my research here, I I, I want to rattle off a couple of names here for you, and uh, I want I want to get your reaction to some of these. Okay. Oh, and by by the way, um, we're also going to get into Carl Bernstein. Um, and his research into this, I'm going to read some of these off to you here, and I'm going to, say, I'm going to I want to get your, <laughs> I want to get your reaction here. <laughs> I'm going to read the the best. I'm going to save the. I'm going to read off the 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 best one, <laughs> the funniest. I think Operation Midnight Climax. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think that's all about? Uh, I don't know. That sounds interesting. <laughs> what, what is that? I... Operation Midnight Climax was an operation I literally... Had something to do with prostitutes? Or... Yeah, literally established, um, uh, placed under the direction of the Narcotics Bureau under George Hunter White, under the alias of the CIA, blah, blah, blah. And uh, what they did is that they used... <laughs> they used prostitutes to lure men into these black ops sites. Okay. No, <laughs> I'm not kidding. <laughs> to lure men into these black ops sites and then experiment on them for a couple of days <laughs> using the latest mind control uh, technologies. And <laughs> so they lured them in with the prostitutes to get them. Yeah. In there. To they, these black they drug them or anything. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, they did all sorts of things. And these are these are these are politicians or these no are, these are just everyday people just, who just regular guinea pigs huh? you know you're on your way home you stop off at a bar and you're and you're having a couple of you're having a couple of drinks a couple of smokes and this woman comes up to you and it says hey i'll do anything for 50 bucks so these <laughs> really are, these are guinea pigs with an interaction exactly so they you know and it says you want to come back to my place oh okay sure so you're driving this prostitute back to this black ops site you know nice. somewhere nice that's that's good that's a that's a scene from a movie right yeah there. exactly uh, operation midnight climax all i want to know is i want to be in the room when they came when they came up with oh, they, the name i'm sure this. they got a good laugh about that okay so the thing is is that another thing here is is operation artichoke here and um it's it, it became one of the forerunners of of MK Ultra. It's what MK Ultra became eventually. Whereas is like some so. What it, time frame were we talking here? Is this, it, this Operation or? Operation Artichoke began. I believe it began like in the in the very late forties or early fifties. And the thing is, is it here? And here's the thing that That's I think right it, around when the CIA was formed. Yeah. Actually. Yeah. So, I mean, here's the thing is, is that, you know, those people who they love having problems and they ignore solutions, you know, people like that. I, I do know a few people like okay. that. Okay. Well, here are these people who had, had all these solutions and they were in search of a problem. We have all these drugs and we have all this, all these techniques. We have this e, EEG machine. Well, what are we going to do with all this stuff that we inherited from the Nazis? Oh, I have an idea. Let's see if we can use LSD to get people to trip out and tell us whatever it is that they want to. And it was just like, this is, this is Operation Artichoke. Yeah. Operation Artichoke is where, you know, where LSD came to the, to the American, you know, States mm -hmm. and, 
and they'd drop LSD into somebody's drink and they'd say, okay, tell us, tell us everything. I see purple rainbows and flying unicorns and the, <laughs> and the walls are melting. <laughs> My skin is melting. My skin is melting, and I can well, see... We, we can stop that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, um, doc, Dr. Um, <coughs> Timothy Leary... Yeah, let's was, talk about Timothy Leary for a quick a, second. He was a big... Um, he, was, he was, you know, people don't... I know, a lot of people maybe don't realize that he was actually a CIA operative, and he was charged with getting LSD out to the, to the general populace. And yeah. He, he was a, kind of a cult figure with the with a counterculture oh yeah you know and he was kind of the countercultural guru He's, yeah timothy of, Leary's of yeah. dead and, and he was actually working for the cia yeah you know, getting people getting people to, on uh, lsd right what was it what was his famous phrase uh tune in turn on drop out yeah yeah that was uh, he was trying to get people to you know to sort of alienate themselves from the yeah. mainstream in some some sense yeah um, which is, you know, which is a big thing. That was a big part of the 60s yeah. and the late 60s and early 70s. Yeah. Um, Subversive counterculture. Yeah. yeah. And it was all, it was all engineered, really. Yeah. You know, everybody was, I mean, I went through that. So it was, it was all kind of like, it was, you were either cool or you weren't cool. Exactly. You know? And you're either you know, cool like, or square. Man. Yeah. There was two, two, uh, diametrically opposed yeah. viewpoints. And there was a straight people and the kind of cool yeah, people, you know, yeah. and, you know, so it was, I, and, you know, of course, nobody knew that at the time. Everybody thought it was just like a social movement, right? You know, which it was, but it was yeah. also an engineered social movement yeah. to, to kind of create a, a void or a yeah. um, drive a wedge between the establishment and, and, you know, a large group of people, but it was all a ploy. Yeah. Um, then, then, then I want to talk about moving along here, um, operation mockingbird, whereas the CIA literally hired people in the press and in the media to report the news from a certain perspective as it were, whereas people were being hired by the CIA to cover news stories in such a way that would give a certain slant to like the thing is, is that we really, we really want to go to war with this little country called Vietnam and we need mm -hmm. to manufacture, how are we going to do that? Because the Gulf of Tonkin just didn't do the trick. Yeah. Well, that's, yeah, that's what, that was one of the things they did. Yeah. Try to put a spin on it. So yeah. that people would say, oh yeah, we probably ought to do that. We probably ought to stop communism. The big, that was the big um, sort of implied threat was that yeah. communists were going to take over the world and then everybody yeah. was going to be, you know, like wearing the same clothes and, you know, it was yeah. going to be one kind of one world kind of thing, which is kind of where it's we're It's kind of happening now. now. Um, but, you know, the, the big thing with Vietnam was that somebody came up with the, the phrase um, that the Southeast Asia was, it was going to be a, it was a, called the domino, the domino theory, effect. Where, yeah. Where when one country became communist, the, you know, the rest would fall. Too, right. You know? so right. That's supposedly what Vietnam was. Right. Um, which was a bunch of nonsense. Right. Of course. Oh, and by the way, it, it was really about the drug trade actually. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, we should also interject here that it was men like Alan Dulles who got the dirt 
as it were, quote unquote, against Ho Chi Minh mm. and was trying to convince everybody that Ho Chi Minh was, hey, he was anti-American. No, he was not anti-American. He was anti-Chinese and he right. was anti-colonialism. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, is that right. we manipulated the facts. Mm -hmm. No, we, the CIA, manipulated the facts about Ho Chi Minh mm -hmm. and what he was all about. Manipulated the me the media to get everybody to think, oh, this is this is this is our generation's Adolf Hitler. We got to do something about this. Right. And meanwhile, while we turn that that country upside down, you go next door and you have the killing fields under Pol Pot and. And uh, we, there was the real Hitler committing acts of genocide because mm -hmm. we went into a country and we turned that upside down. Right. And you have the Khmer Rouge, mm -hmm. who it was it was uh, it was a, a, a kickback, not a kickback, but it was a it was a reaction to American colonialism and what we tried to do and topple the government and get involved in a civil war and then in in Vietnam. Not because we were trying to stop, you know, communism, but because we were told we had to go do this because of the alleged domino theory. Yeah, these people who come up with these these um, viewpoints, I guess they are. Yeah, I mean, it's it's brilliant, really, when you think about it. Um, nefariously brilliant, but but yeah, it's, it's you know amazing that they come up with these these ideas, and it, it probably comes from, from some think tank or something where you get these people that yeah that sit around and think of ways to uh, create viewpoints that will yeah wash with people, you know yeah that'll convince people that this is the reason why we're doing this when in fact it's it's a much different reason yeah than than what's being put out there and the and the whole thing is is that we're, we're we're rattling off all of these names like you know operation mockingbird and you think that they manufactured um consent or they manufactured dissent depending on what they want because mm -hmm. i mean a lot of times it's like they pit people two groups against each other here in the and it's happening right now if you if you're watching what's going on in the american populace right now we have one group of people who are being motivated and activated and energized by one news media outlet that obviously has an agenda. And you have the same thing going on the opposite mm -hmm. end of the spectrum. Mm -hmm. And and while well, we're arguing about what's going to what you know, what's going to happen in the next four years, and we're talking about, you know, botched elections and 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 this and that, and we're vilifying and demonizing one person. What else is going on? What is the media not reporting on right now, which, which we should be? Who knows? It's hard to say. It's, again, it's it's the old uh, the old shell game. Yeah. You know? Look, it's you know, it's like um, it's like what magicians do. Yeah. You know, they they're showing you one thing, but they're doing something else while you're focused on on what you think you should be looking at yeah you know it's 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 what that is i was i was listening to a lady last night uh she was talking to regina meredith on on open minds yeah and she was saying that trump is actually a magician oh yeah he, yeah he's he's which which i thought was an interesting way to to look at it because he he really is doing that he's he's keeping your focus on one thing when something else is really going yeah. on you know and that's how he really got got elected i think yeah you know? Um, so I don't, I don't even want, do you want to get a little into brain entrainment or, um, 
Do you have more on? Um, do you want to go further with? Well, I, I think the only thing ultra and stuff. I think what are some of the techniques they use? You didn't you didn't talk too much about that. Well, we did talk about LSD. <clears throat> yeah, well, that's one. But. We also talked about manipulating the, the the media, whereas the CIA. I mean, and and Carl Bernstein has covered this, and this is we're talking Carl Bernstein of Watergate, you know Watergate Watergate fame, fame yeah, right. He's the he's the one of the report one of the reporters yeah. that uncovered the the Watergate yeah. scandal. Yeah, brought it to the forefront. You know, and it's like he, you know, he's, you know, he's kind of like the 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 Garfunkel of of uh, Woodward and Bernstein because he's he's a lesser known, but the one maybe one of the hardest working members of the duo. Whereas is like this is this is the guy who who uncovered Watergate, and mm-hmm. and the thing is is that if it wasn't for if it wasn't for Watergate, we would never have had the church committees, and we never would have a lot of these things that were put into. Uh, you know, the, the, the popular lexicon or, or it was, uh, we wouldn't have known if it wasn't for Watergate. Watergate was, and it was exactly what Deep Throat, a.k.a. Mark Felt had said. It is simply put, it is the tip of the iceberg. Hmm. There's other things that are going on uh, that, that well, but the American people, the, the American people do not realize that they are being manipulated by the media, by the newspapers, by the TV, the and and the way that the TV is being reported, and uh, I think, and, and another thing that it's like, and I'm going to read this off to you, and this is this for me is when I found this and I showed this is the thing that I had showed Walt earlier, and I threw him for a loop here. U.S. Patent six five zero six one four eight. Nervous system manipulation by electromagnetic fields from monitors. What does that sound like to you, Walt? It sounds like brain entrainment, which is which is where we got started with all this stuff. So we've kind of like the, looped the thing, around. The thing that amazed me is that they actually have a patent. They actually have a patent What's for this. Is somebody invented that and then yeah. patented it? And yeah. They let them do it? That's hard to imagine. Is this, was this a CIA employee that... Patented it, do you know? Or? Yeah, it's uh, one of the guys who was working for one of the corporations that falls under the umbrella of, of DARPA. Do we have to get into DARPA real quick? Go ahead, go for it. DARPA is, is the scientific organization that works directly with the Pentagon. And it's, a, it's a, it, the best way to describe it is a think tank. And and you have all these weird, creepy guys who who you know show up to work with like an armful of sci-fi books and comics and and whatever, and and they see like oh, Doctor Evil has a has a death ray. Well, how can we make a death ray? And they and they figure out well, the thing is is that uh, how can we manipulate people's thoughts and ideas through su- um, uh, subliminal messages in television. Or how can we use microwaves to, to get people? I mean, is Comtrails is Comtrails a product of of DARPA, trying to get people to behave, dumb people down? Hard hard to say. And the um, thing is, is that all, I mean, it's like sort of like all the all the creepy sneaky Pete gadgets that the government comes up from. It comes from DARPA, and and it got to the point where, <clears throat> sort of get on a on a, on a sideline here. Um, it was originally DARPA was under the Pentagon, whereas the Pen- the, the Pentagon was actually defense, uh, right under the defense budget. Yeah, and then somehow along the way it got flipped, and that somehow DARPA is in charge of the Pentagon, and DARPA is in charge of every every other aspect 
of of that what happen? we do. It's 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 a, that's a that's a that's a story for another another show. Yeah, it is. It is. So um, a lot a lot of the electronic stuff um, is 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 pretty insidious because it's you know we're so surrounded by electronics now. Yeah. You know, with, with all the technology we have. Um, <clears throat> really started uh, well it, it as we glossed over a little bit before it started with the nazis yeah back in the 30s and and they developed they i'm not sure why they developed the eeg i think they were they were doing a medical experiment so they probably sure. needed it to monitor people and things like that sure but one of the things they realized was that um they could control people's brain waves yeah that way. Through so, microwaves, of all things. Yeah. So, so what they did was they employed that technology to, to try and control the German people and make them yeah. uh, susceptible to, to messages that, yeah. you know, that would inform the way they, they perceive. I want to interject here really quickly and just I don't mean to throw you off, but there is evidence out there and there are videos of people being sent audible messages through microwaves and people quote hear voices quote unquote through microwave transmissions well you know it, right it makes you wonder it makes me wonder if you know when you hear um things like um the son of sam yeah and i think the guy that I think the guy that shot Lennon, John Lennon, yeah, said he, he was hearing voices. He claimed that he was hearing voices. And this guy recently that... Um, shot up that nightclub. Shot up the... Well, no, not the nightclub. I think the airport. He said that he was he, hearing he voices. He actually went to the um, FBI and said that he was hearing voices. Yeah. And of course, the immediate thought he's former is military. That, he, that, he's, that he's nuts. Was he, wasn't he former he was military? Former, well, he was in the National Guard, I think, or something. Right. Or he was deployed in Afghanistan right. or somewhere. So who knows what the hell happened to him in that process, you know? Yeah. Um, I think some of these people are, are sort of mind slaves that are set up to, yeah. to be susceptible to electronic yeah. um, messages that tell them to do so. And I know it sounds crazy, and nine out of ten people are going to hear that and say, oh, that's crazy. They're, they're just, gonna they're just nuts. They're going to start talking about tinfoil hats yeah. Well, yeah. But maybe that's not actually true. You know, who knows? I don't, I don't know. It's maybe maybe there is something. Maybe they actually are hearing voices. Yeah. You know? And who knows where that's coming from. Um, the idea that somebody so, could put some somebody could hide a microwave transmitter somewhere in your house, point it at your bed, and at the middle of the night you're laying in bed, Walt, Walt. Well, it's even it's even more nefarious than that because um, let, let's backtrack to yeah. get back to Germ Nazi Germany again. Uh, so they understood somehow where they got this information from. Hard to say. It could be Trial ancient. Could be ancient knowledge. No, it could Trial. be ancient knowledge. Yeah. Even it could be accessed. Yeah, um, could go back to the um, dare I say, the Anunnaki. Anunnaki. <laughs> <laughs> I says the Anunnaki's becoming a, a standing joke now. I guess, uh, although it's really not. No. Um, so, so they developed techniques to influence the German people. That so much so that when Hitler spoke. They um, they actually got Albert Speer, Speer, yeah, who was the um, head architect for the for the Third Reich, yeah, to engineer the the stadiums where he spoke so that they resonated at a certain frequency when yeah. with, with his voice, yeah, and he was trained to to speak 
at a certain frequency. Yeah. In fact, he was um, he was hyper stimulated somehow. I don't know whether they did it with drugs or they did yeah. it somehow. And if you have you ever seen pictures of him giving speeches? Oh hell yeah! I mean, he's like in a lather. You know, he's he's like in a yeah a frenzy. Um, and I, I was listening to this guy again talk on open minds, and, and he was saying that Hitler actually had to wear a diaper when he spoke. That's yeah. true. That's documented. Yeah. Because he got so excited. Now, I, I don't want to get into the, <laughs> the particulars of that. But, is, is that your secret fetish, Adolf? <laughs> yeah, well, whatever. I don't know. But, but the point is that he, he was, all of this was engineered. This was not just uh, happenstance. Yeah. It was, it was all, uh, you know, it was, it was all a direction that, you know, that was pointed. You know, yeah. that it, it just didn't happen. Um, also, they developed um, fluoride. Fluoride yeah. was used in the concentration camps originally to, to yeah. keep them to keep the um, people in the concentration camps sedated. Yeah, keep them you know so that they wouldn't try to rebel or whatever. And <laughs> what's in our water now? Uh-huh. Well, this was developed well, the, by IG, IG Farben, which is yeah. a big big German chemical company, yeah. which is still. Yeah, they're still active. They're now, still doing their it, thing. Just a quick interjection here. You remember seeing um, Dr. Strangelove. Oh, yeah. And the colonel who, who, or the general who went freaking crazy because of fluoride in the water. And that was a big, huge joke, apparently. Yeah. And it turns out. Well, not so much. You know, not we, so we, much. We've been sold uh, that fluoride's, you know, uh, decay preventative for your teeth sure which it may be i don't sure i don't, I don't really know but just but, don't but it also swallow has it an, also has another well if it's in the water what yeah not much choice do you i mean you can use it as a swish like to swish it long you know in your mouth and then spit yeah. it out but if it's in the water and even if it's in very small quantities and you're showering knows, it you're it's, washing it's just your car all, with it it's all kind of part of the same yeah program i think you yeah know, whatever that whatever wherever that's being generated from so um Fast forward to um, 1959. Yeah, when um, they were uh, doing experiment. Do you remember when they were? Or you've probably read about um, how the Navy was doing experiments with dolphins. Yes, they were trying to weaponize them. Trying to weaponize dolphins. <laughs> nice, nice, nice thing, right? <laughs> nice program somebody came up with. So what they were doing was they were implanting electrodes. Into yeah. the brains of the dolphins, and then they were hitting them with this signal. Yeah. Um, but what it did was it it sent them into um, convulsions. Yeah. Uh, so this guy named Lily uh, developed what's now known as a Lily wave, which means it's it's that signal, but it drops off. Yeah. And then it starts up again, so it's got a break in it, and that kept the dolphins from going into convulsions. Yeah. So they have now employed that into to use with human beings um and i was listening to this guy adam tromley talk about it he's he's the head of this uh, group called project earth yeah which is kind of cool people should google that this this guy's really into like chemtrails and yeah and, and harp and and all these things sounds like are, he's a potential future guest well if we could get him yeah, yeah. i don't know um he, he's really really knowledgeable about all these things uh so he he had this um the scientist uh, Lily, who's the guy that developed the Lily wave, mm-hmm. in over to his house, yeah. and they were—I I don't know what they were doing—experiments or something. Yeah. This, he's a this guy Tromley is a—I um, think he's a physicist. Uh, I, I don't know his, what his exact credentials are, but but he he's got a lot of knowledge in this area. So they they set up these 
um, meters to, to kind of gauge signals and stuff. And Lily looks at the thing and he says, there's, there's a Lily wave here. Yeah. His wave, you know, that's, that's used to, to, um, well, I'll get into what the specific physics are behind it in a second, but, um, so Tromley says, well, it can't be. There's, just, there's nothing. Why would it nothing be here? In, no devices in this house that would be. That you know So of. they did some testing. It was coming in through the electrical system. Yeah. So what they figured was that that's coming in through the grid, of the electrical grid, for all of us. Yeah. That's, that's on the grid. That's coming in through the grid. Yeah. So, why? Well, why? Yeah. Good question. And it's, nobody knows it. It's just, it's just coming in with your electricity. Yeah. Um, but what does that do? What that does is it, it alters your, your brain waves and it makes you more susceptible to, um, suggestion, suggestion to being, you know, to, to change your thinking yeah. patterns. And, um, that's used, um, in, in a lot of media now, it's, you know, yeah. apparently they, they banned subliminal messages in advertising in the sixties, right. you know, where you had little flashes of buy this product or, yeah. or eat this jello or whatever yeah. the hell it was they also and, use and, they, and now it's now this is new that was more visual yeah and sound yeah this is this is electronic now this is actually yeah. altering your brain waves yeah and what it's doing is it's it's um affecting the pleasure centers of your brain yeah so it's making you think that if you um either buy a certain product or um, think a certain way it's it's making you feel like you're happier or, right you know your your pleasure centers are being activated right more. so that's that's pretty insidious when you think about that exactly you know? and if they're and, doing that and, what else are they doing well that's the next thing the, the the first time this was really heavily used in a political campaign when do you think that was eric I'm putting Eric on the spot now. Putting Eric on the spot. Of... Putting Eric on the spot. Which, I, think which I like to do. You like to think, um, knowing what I know, it could quite possibly be the um, uh, Kennedy-Nixon campaign, or could have been Eisenhower's re-election campaign? Well, that might have been um, in, a, in a very primitive way, but this this is much more recent. Really? Much more recent, yeah. Who who How? used this technique very very heavily? Could it could it be my buddy George? Uh no, it's actually Obama. It's actually really, Obama's campaign. Yeah. yeah, it's it's one of the first. Now, you know, this is not saying Obama necessarily even knew about this, right? Or, or had direct okay to use it. It was right. whoever was behind his campaign. Yeah, whoever engineered his campaign. Yeah, um, and it and it's because they've developed such high. Uh, high degrees of resonance with 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 the equipment they're using yeah like when he speaks yeah um and and when you think about it he's i can't say he's the first but he's he used a lot of catchphrases like yeah. yes we can yeah and those kinds of things and, and the chanting yeah and and he almost um it occurred to me that he was he was very similar to some of the techniques that black preachers use. Yeah, yes, the, the, a lot of people the, have the, said the, that. The, you know, the change in in yeah. voice level and yeah. um, emphasizing certain words and, and using certain phrases. Yeah. Um, and so apparently, a lot of his success was because of uh, because of his, his speeches of his and his, yeah. yeah, 
And he is a good speaker. He's a very yeah. powerful speaker. Yeah. But when you think about Trump, what, what did Trump do? Well, oh, Trump's fear mongering. Well, not only that, but think of all the phrases he used, the yeah. catchphrases. Like yeah. Lock her up. Yeah. Build the wall. Yeah. Um, the, the, the way he used to classify people. Um, yeah. Yeah. Lion Ted. Um, what was the other one? Little Marco. But he was good at that. And he would, yeah. he would keep hitting that, hitting that, hitting that, hitting that. Yeah. And make America great again. Make America great yeah. again. What's that doing? It's, it's, it's mesmerizing. It's all, yeah. You know? Yeah. So there's something behind his campaign. All right. I want to, I want. That, that hit, that hit the right note for people. What I, know? what I, what I really want to do, and you bring this up. Opening Pandora's box. You're sort of you're sort of opening now. And I don't want to go there. I don't want to go. You don't want to go there. Like arguing about whether Trump is going to be good or not. I, I don't care about that because right. that's putting energy in that okay. arena. And I don't really want to do that. But I want to ask you this, and we're only going to spend a couple of minutes on this. Do you think that that's one of the reasons why Hillary Clinton lost is because she didn't have that that char- that, that charisma? She could not. She just could not activate the base. I I, I do. And the, and the yeah. reason why I think that is because I think that, you know, wh- whatever the force is that's behind. Yeah. Uh, and you can call it whatever you want to call it. There's tons of names for it. Yeah. Um, the oligarchy or the deep Trump, state. Trump was, was their pick. Yeah. So they either didn't um, give her campaign access to that technology or, or they underutilized it or something. Yeah. I, I think it was all engineered. I, I really yeah. do. And who knows? Who knows what's all behind it? We, we don't know. You know I mean, we're guessing. Of, yeah, there's a lot of stuff in the shadows that we yeah. just don't know about. But if you think about what Trump did, he, he resonated with people. Yeah. You know, and, and I think it's because he, you know, like that woman said, it's, it's, it's like being a magician, sort of. It is. You know, it's an illusion. It is. It's an, it's an illusion of what he's going to bring. Yeah, yeah. You know, he's going to make everything better for everybody. Yeah. That's, that's what he's, that's what his line is, you know. Yeah. And and this is all um, electronic manipulation of the and what it does is it it puts the brain the hemispheres of the brain out of balance. Yeah. The more the more your hem the more your right and hemispheres of your brain yeah. are equalized. Yeah. The less susceptible you are to right. You know to to any kind of yeah. outer yeah um, influences. What I yeah what I think that we should do is we should take a quick break. And, and uh, equalize the hemispheres. We're going to equalize, and we're going to ask you to equalize your your uh, hemispheres. We're going to we're going to tank up on coffee again, and uh, and when we come back, I want to I want to talk more about how this is being used on a more day to day basis, and and where and how that they're using it, and what and what their what their goal is. What, what's the what's the end game for these people? So, stay tuned. As always, we are looking for things to promote and share on the Metaphysical Connection podcast. If you have something that you would like us to discuss on the show, you can send us your copy to my email address, info at thefedorachronicles.com. We'll help you to promote your events, goods and services, and media that you created like documentaries, books, and even other podcasts that would be interesting to our audience once again, drop me a line at info at fedorachronicles.com. You can find out more about us by going to metaphysicalpodcast.com, where you can find links to our Facebook page and Twitter handle. Support the show by going to zazzle.com slash fedorachronicles. 
for Metaphysical Connection products and items from our other media on the Fedora Chronicles Network. Yeah, just a little lighthearted thing here. Do you think there's any strange hypnotic messages in this song? Could be, who knows? Because I don't don't know why. It certainly doesn't have any uh, obvious lyrical quality. It's the funniest one. It's it's crazy. It's, It's catchy. It's catchy. I don't know why. I mean, I, I listen to the song. And I just... What does that even mean? I don't know what it is. I, I think there's a chance that there is some kind of frequency thing going on there. I do. I do. I, do. I watch this. I listen to the song and it's like I can't help but laugh. I don't know why. Oh, it's crazy. I'm going to... I'm gonna I'm gonna post the video at the at the bottom of the show page so people can like watch the uh, the singer for the trash man <laughs> doing the surfing bird song. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you look at this guy and it funny, was just like, yeah. okay, what is he smoking and where can I get some? Right, exactly. So you want to take up from where we left off? Well, um, I think that one of the things one of the things that I really wanted to sort of get into really quickly is that whenever I'm doing research on this topic of brain manipulation by the CIA. There's always a component of surveillance. Whereas surveillance and brain control or mind control, population control, whatever, they always go hand in hand. If you find an article about surveillance, the CIA surveillance, you will find somewhere a a paragraph or two about, you know, manipulation, manipulation and observation, manipulation and observation. Those are the two components that you always see together. Am I, am I, am I wrong? No, but I I don't, I don't think this is just a a CIA uh, enterprise. Yeah. I I think it's more, um, you think it's more nefarious? Goes deeper than that. Well, I, I think it's more broad. I think it's. I think it's in. It it's, speaks toward a larger intent. W- yeah. What that intent is, I'm I'm not totally sure of. I think some of it has to do with controlling the population. I think some of it has to do with manipulating the population to to think a certain way and and be good consumers and and so all, you- all of the things that. Um, aren't necessarily natural uh, enterprises for human beings. Like, I mean, here's a, here's a question that I have for you. And I mean, obviously, I mean, we are so far down into the deep end of conspiracy theories. The thing is, is that you'll, I'll just be driving along and I'll be listening to the radio. Mm-hmm. And for whatever reason, I'll have a craving for like something like, I know that is bad for me, like Coca-Cola or Mountain Dew. I'll have these like weird cravings while listening to the radio. And it's usually after like listening to some like, like really, really weird song or something like that. Mm -hmm. And it was just like, and you, and you look at, you look at something like that and you're thinking to yourself, are they, is there like some kind of like subliminal message that's being bought and paid for by the the, the soda company saying, buy more Coke, buy more Coke. Well, don't you want a Coke right now? um, I, I don't think they can do that anymore. I think that's, I think that's illegal. But that doesn't mean they don't do it. But right. um, 
they're not supposed to do that, I guess. I mean, I think they could be taken to court for that and sued and that kind of if if it could be proven. Right. Uh, but what I do think is happening, and we talked a, a little bit about this um, when we were during the break, is there's something called the frequency falling response. Yes, we looked that up um, really quickly. That's um, also some scary stuff. Well, well, what that is is that it's 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 a natural um, response that the brain has uh-huh. to to stimuli, and what this wave is doing is it's taking advantage of that. And what it's doing is it's stimulating the brain to the point where um, the brain becomes synchronized with whatever the message is. Mm-hmm. So it's so it's making the brain receptive receptive to that message. Yeah. And what that does is, as I said earlier, it stimulates the pleasure center mm-hmm. of the brain. So it's making you think that if you um, agree with that message or that person or whatever whatever's being projected yeah it makes you feel good yeah um and and this guy tromley was talking about the fact that um obama did that obama was able to um convince people that he was a good guy yeah and he was saying that a friend of his went to one of his rallies in in oregon or somewhere and this guy was like a staunch conservative that would never yes. be, yeah. never, never, never be an Obama supporter. Right. And he called, he called this guy Tromley up after the rally and he said, he's using brain entrainment. Yeah. He said, I came out of that rally wanting to vote for him. And, and I would never vote for him in a million years before I had gone to that rally. Right. So there was something present there that altered his, his brain waves that made him think that Obama was, was a good guy, that he was going yeah. to do a good job and that he was somebody to vote for. Right. So there you go. That's the kind of thing I think that's happening. Yeah. And, and what it's really doing is it's, it's maneuvering you. It's maneuvering your brain, really, is what yeah. it's doing in, in to, to feeling a certain way or thinking a certain way about certain things. And I think that's true of, um, of pop culture. I mean, yeah. there's, there's these art, you know, singers or um, entertainers of some kind. You know, I think you can barely classify them as that sometimes. But, sure. Well, but all of a sudden they become popular. Um, you know, and, and somebody like, say, Justin Bieber, <laughs> I know. I know that you know. Some people think he's good. They think he's talented. Whatever, whatever reason they like him, whatever floats but, your boat. But um, I don't think so. I think. I think. I think, I think he's so. a joke. I think that. Yeah, I but, mean, but why do people like him? Eric? No, no. Let, let me. Let me. The let point me. I'm making is is that I think that this process is at work with people like him. I don't care about him at all I right but he, I, I don't even want to but, spend any time on him but 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 i just think he's an example of that kind of thing because the thing is is that it's like if you listen to a lot of music that has been overproduced in the studio mm-hmm. whereas you have layers upon layers of players right. of artificial right. sound right. Right. that is being put into the music yeah and then you and what i mean you, you look at somebody like britney spears okay and why did she capture the imagination of of all these people up till a certain point? And there's well, like yeah. a drop off. It's the same exact thing. I think. You look at it's all, and you thing. and you look at a lot of like you look at a lot of these. 
I, I really sort of think that there are a lot of these personalities, these entertaining entertainment personalities, are somehow manufactured, and there's something of there's something on the in the airwaves. This is the only way that the Kardashians make sense. Well, exactly. There's exactly. something we've talked about this multiple times, but in this context, it, it's I think that's exactly what's happening. Yeah. I think that there's something there. There's some kind of signal generated or something in there you know maybe in in the music that they sing in yeah. the lyrics in the you know it's it's a frequency that's coming through and it's making the brain of the humans that are exposed to this come yeah. come into resonance with that so that you know you see it enough times and you start thinking oh well Wow, she's pretty good, you know. Yeah, exactly. And it may not even be music that you would normally even like, or right. Or it, it's and I think it's insidious. I think it's just repetitive over and over and over yeah. again, and it and it sort of trains your brain to think. You get hypnotized. That's why it's called brain it. entrainment. Yeah, because it's training your brain to think that that's something you like. Exactly, it's, it's stimulating your pleasure center. I mean, and, and in your brain, you, you look mm. at the people who, and and by no means am I trying to condemn or condone what it is that we see but you look at all these people who tune into these ridiculous tv shows like i mean remember when american idol was a huge thing mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden it just suddenly it dropped off like a switch flipped and nobody liked american idol anymore right and you had these shows that are like sensations and granted there's they capture the imagination all on their own but then you have people who like they have to watch that TV show. Like, it's appointment viewing. There, well, it's almost like it's an addiction. It in is. Some way, you know? There and, are and TV shows. what is an shows. addiction? An addiction is something that stimulates your pleasure center. Yeah. Whether it's drugs or alcohol or shopping or, yeah. or whatever it is. It's something that makes your brain think that, yeah. you're, you know. And that's not really a conscious decision, yeah. necessarily. It's something that gets kind of injected. Yeah. And it makes you think, well, wow, I got to watch that. I got to see what's going to happen. Exactly. And, and that's sort of what happens with, with any kind of entertainment, really. Um, just happens that some things are, yeah. are worthy of that, yeah. I think, you know, uh, some, and some things aren't. And yeah. in our current culture, I think most things are not really worthy of spending yeah. any, wasting any time on. No. But people do because they think it's something they want to. Want to waste their time on, I guess. Yeah. You know? But why do they think that? That's the that's the bigger point, I think. Yeah. Here. I mean, and it, I think we're kind of getting down to that now, and and that's something that, uh, you know, I, I think we're constantly being bombarded with, with all kinds of stuff. Yeah. You know, fluoride in the water, uh, GMOs. Yeah. They're trying to alter our food supply with it, that. And I want to inject know. here. How is it that there are so many people who are now allergic to gluten? And why are there so many people who are allergic to peanuts and peanut butter? Why is it that we all of a sudden, these severe allergies that you never heard of before? Oh, when you were growing up, did you hear of anybody who had a peanut allergy? Never. never. No. That was recent. That didn't start till. Uh, and, and maybe people had them, but, uh, but it not was pretty to, rare. Not to this extent. Yeah, everybody ate peanut butter and... Peanut butter was everywhere. You couldn't, yeah. like, you know? Yeah. And it was like you have these people who are allergic to things that are just sort of natural staples how and and you and you think about it and was like what do they have in common and they are all genetically modified right you have to start thinking that how are we 
how are we being how is our physicality being manipulated yeah you know and maybe it's even at a dna level who knows i don't know again and when carol carol came in here and she was talking about vaccinations and we're not saying vaccinations are bad what i am saying and what she is saying and i don't know if you go along with this but it's the additives and the preservatives and their other shit we don't know about. Well, yeah, that I is I mean, in I the think, needle. I think the actual reason for the vaccine is is some kind of a thing that's um, it's an antibody to you know yeah. to whatever the whatever it is you're trying to counteract the virus or something. But but it's the other stuff that's in there that's kind of the you yeah. Know, why they have to put that in there? I I don't know. There's isn't there. Um, some kind of form of mercury or something. Yeah, thimerosal, which yeah, is like you know, a derivative of. Yeah, well, everybody knows mercury is poison. I, yeah, you, know, why well, you they, should why know. Why are they using that? You should you know. know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I don't know the scientific basis behind it. I'm not a scientist or, or a medical person, but I but yeah. I think that there's something more yeah. in there than, you know, there's there's conjecture about that creating yeah. autism and, and things like that, too. So yeah. Who, who knows? I don't know. Yeah. And, you know, there's... There's another whole level of, of things that, um, you know, on a, on a microcosmic level, we, we have, and, and again, this is another show, but um, there's, the, there's the genome and there's, the, um, there's DNA, which is all the uh, stuff that you inherit from your, from your parents. Yeah. But on, on, the, on the layer above the, the DNA, it's, it's called the, um, the meta, metagenome. Yeah. And what that does is it, that's influenced by environmental factors. So that is what triggers your, your DNA to kick in to whatever the, you know, whatever its inclination yeah. is through inheritance. Yeah. But that's the thing that's the mechanism that creates there's things, all those there's things. There's things being triggered and right. whatnot. And, and who knows how that's being impacted by all the stuff that's in the environment. Yeah. You know, and then there's other sound waves or, or, or you know whatever. It is. I mean, the thing is, is that we are just being bombarded on so many different levels of just unnatural stuff. Starting mm-hmm. with, I mean, the pollution. I remember a big, huge thing is is that um, um, jet fuel is showing up in children's mitochondria back in the '60s. I mean, I mean that might be a bit extreme or whatever, mm-hmm. but I mean the the we we're, we're just exposed to all sorts of like additives and preservatives right, and, and then you have chemtrails chemtrails um, and who knows what that is you know I, who, who's even doing that i don't, I don't where's I, that, yeah where, where's that coming from but um i know this guy this guy tromley again he talks about the fact that you know there's been in my estimation there's been um a much greater degree of higher degree of people getting alzheimer's disease yeah um, and, and, you know, there, there was always, you know, old people would, would get senile. It was called senility. You know? Sure. Sure. But now you have early onset Alzheimer's. People I, are getting it like in their forties. I, I just read a story yeah. earlier today of, of a woman in her thirties who has Alzheimer's. Right. Well, that's certainly not a consequence of age, you know, when you're in your forties. Um, so what's causing that? Well, you know what? They've, they've done studies on, on these chemtrails. Yeah. supposedly what is in them. Yeah. And one of the things that's in them is it's called neo-aluminum silicate. It's a very fine dust that's, that's sprayed into the air and people breathe it in. And it's, it's got aluminum attached to, to, I think the silicate is sort of the um, vehicle for it. Right. Kind of. Remember we talked about um, people being uh, mind hacked? Yeah. Back, 
back a few shows with, yeah. where were people being exposed to the silicate dust yeah. that would impact the um, the brain. Yeah. Um, so so they're now doing autopsies on people that have died of Alzheimer's, and, and what what do you think they're finding? Oh, and, tons and tons of aluminum. Exactly. So you know. What the hell? We'll put two and two together, you know. What the hell, people? I mean, something's going on, you know. That, that and and who gets the right to do that? And and who allows that to happen? Well, is there, is there no, are there no checks on that? You know, don't we have environmental police or something? I mean, I mean, you, I mean, I, and I, I know that I know that we got a couple of laughs out of this, right? But I mean, you, you get stepping back, you look at somebody came up with the idea of. Operation Midnight Climax, and nobody stopped to say, this is a very bad idea. Well, well yeah. I mean, there's people who, I don't know. I don't know why they do stuff. They're evil. They're just, why? They're just evil. They're what? evil people. I don't know what makes why, them. Why, why, why would you are. think, why yeah. would anybody think it would be a great idea to abduct horny dudes <laughs> and well, they're, they're taking advantage of, of an experiment on them for a couple well, of yeah, days. They're just taking advantage of them. That's all. They've done the same thing with. Look at the uh, Tuskegee Airmen, and ex you know, ex they've just experimented on groups of people that were, you know. And I'm going to say something. Just happened to be and, there. And I'm going to say something that might freak people out. But you look, child abductions. People are abducted, and those kids are never seen or well, heard from again. Another, that's another whole but is it? layer of things. But is no, it? I, I think that's another whole topic. But um, who knows? It's Maybe it's all wrapped together somehow. I don't, I don't know about that. But um, what, what I do know is that we're being bombarded with all kinds of negative stuff. Yeah. And, and what's, the, what's the reason for that? There's why a whole is bunch that of happening? And, and why are we allowing it to happen? That's to me a bigger question, and most people, I don't think, are even aware of it. You know, I don't think. Were you aware that there was a that there was a lily wave coming in through your electric grid? Not until you mentioned something. Right. I mean, I mean, so I know of just other. Generally, don't know about that. I stuff. mean, I know that there are other weird stuff going on here, like the thing, like when I was doing how do how do I produce a better podcast? And I was like reading through this, and and it was one of the things they said: you got to get rid of all your CFL bulbs. Because they create a whole bunch of hash you cannot get rid of. Mm -hmm. Keep an eye like on your frequencies. You mean? Yeah, they yeah. Uh, frequencies that get into your microphone and get detectable. Into, yeah, right. Yeah. And going through the and there's a whole list of 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 things. Whereas, you know, don't get cheap power supplies. Don't get cheap power strips that you get mm -hmm. at. You know, you spend the extra five bucks not to. And and you look at this and it's like we are bombarded by electromagnetic activity all the time right. and then <laughs> you find out that there is there's a the, the lily wave coming in through your house via via the alternating current which is altering your brain your brain waves yeah and put it's putting your brain out of sync yeah um and that's all part of you know i think some kind of a plan by some evil group and it's nothing but evil i don't see how it could be anything but evil i, I don't to, understand to, how you to, could look to, at this and not think that these were bad dudes to, to impact people in, in negative ways yeah you know, health wise um emotionally it impacts people how you much know? how much of, of people living in a state of fear are, yeah. are not happy people generally no you know? and so 
there it is. What do you what do you do about it? You know, there's 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 number one. There's um, Tromley talks about some some different ways of combating these these types of things. Um, yeah. One thing one thing you can do is uh, well, there's a guy there's a guy called Patrick Flanagan, who who believes that. Um, he actually believes he's he's Tesla reincarnated. Okay, <laughs> uh, which is I know that's getting pretty out there. I know, <laughs> but this guy, when he was a kid, when he was like in high school, he he developed this device. Um, I forget exactly what it did, but he he got it somehow. The CIA found out about it, and they visited him, and they wanted to they wanted to uh, take his device away before yeah. he got a patent yeah. on it. Yeah. Um, it had to, it had something to do with brainwaves. Um, I have to. It was really a science experiment that he did. Uh, this guy's this guy's like really brilliant. Um, yeah. Um, and then he 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 now has this device which, um, and I've looked it up. It's it's available on Amazon. And what it does it's it's a it's an electronic device that that equalizes the hemispheres of your brain, which which makes you much more much less susceptible to these kinds of things. Yeah. Uh, which is kind of cool when you think about it. So, so that's something that people can, you know, cons- I've actually considered getting one of those myself. Um, Check it out. And then there's there's um, some herbal stuff you can take that that'll take the aluminum out of your system, so that'll make you m- much less yeah. susceptible to that kind of, um, you know, yeah, interference. I guess um, you can meditate. Yep. Meditation is good for get that, into it. That equalizes your. I mean, yeah. You meditate. Right? Yes, I do. Yeah. And I'm I'm kind of just getting into that now. So, so that's something else. So there, there are some some things you can do to combat all this stuff. You know, if you if you if you, but you have to first of all know about it. Yeah. And I think that's one of the purposes yeah. of today's show is to, th- to make people aware of some of these things. And you can believe it or you cannot believe yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, it's up to you. You I'm might. Not, you may, I'm you, not saying that anybody has to take all of this as gospel. You know, yeah. it could be true, or maybe it could it's be. only part of it's true. You know, yeah, but it's certainly something to think about. I think consider. that I think that one of the things that is would be what would really be important is people need to get rid of all the artificial crap in their life, mm-hmm. as much as the artificial crap that you can possibly can. And I and and the thing is, is it's I, you know, I got rid of the CFL lights. Because I wanted to make sure that none of the none of that humming gets into the soundboard. Mm-hmm. But I've also noticed something else happen here in the house, and I can't really quite describe it. But there's everybody's mood seems to to have shifted in in a more positive light. We have also been monitoring the amount of screen time the kids have. Mm, that's important. You know, yeah. being careful that they don't spend too much time, mm-hmm. you know, and, and notice and watch your kids when they binge watch TV. See how they behave after they've binge watched sh- any show. Yeah. Doesn't matter what it is. It could be The Flash or Highway Through Hell from the, the, the History Channel. Monitor what kids are watching and how long they watch it and, and, and see how they behave afterwards. Mm-hmm. Experiment in your home. One of, one of the things that... Um, Equalizing the hemispheres of the brain does. They've they've done studies with ADD kids, yeah, uh, that have attention deficit, um, they, and like on a whole classroom of kids, they've they've used these devices, uh, this Flanagan device. I forget what the name of it is, but I can we can add that to the show page. Yeah, um, and and it it helps dramatically with with their ADD. 
you know, um, kids that aren't on, on drugs for ADD. Uh, yeah. So, so it has to do with, um, you know, equalizing or, or, or an unbalance in the, in the hemispheres of the brain. Yeah. And I think that's what a lot of these, these waves do is they create an imbalance in the, and, and it makes you more receptive to certain things. And yeah. I think that's what the, the insidious part of it is. Yeah. I think one of the things I really wanted to, because uh, I, I, I think that we basically covered the fact that we don't know why they're doing this. I think we've covered up that. Yeah, there's a lot of theories, but there's no, a lot of theories. But I don't think that we have sure. a definitive maybe answer. It's a, maybe it's a mixed bag of things. Yeah, maybe it's just a general uh, attempt to alter people's consciousness. In some yeah, way. You know, or just turn us into lemmings, and that's make, it. Make yeah, make make better sheep. Make better, better sheep. Better cattle. Yeah, yeah. A more subservient cattle herd. Absolutely. As we're led to slaughter. Yeah. <laughs> it's a cookbook. It's a cookbook. <laughs> so do you so, think? Yeah. I, I, you know, who knows? I don't know. I, I, you know, I have a few theories. I guess everybody probably does. Yeah. But, you know. I think that one of the things that you said during the break, and I thought that this is sort of like an important thing to sort of go over. Do you think that there is a, um, do you think that there is, I don't want to say a plot, but do you think that there's an effort by somebody to decrease the population you were talking about Henry Kissinger getting rid of talking about getting rid of all the useless eaters. Mm -hmm. Do you think that that's actually a possibility? Do you think that a lot of this is literally because because you, you I mean one of the things that I have learned and you know um, <laughs> uh, sperm counts have been going down since the nineteen twenties and thirties dramatically. Not, not, not surprised. Not surprised. And it was like, you know, that could have, have to do with the Doesn't have something to do with uh, that? And then we didn't even talk about harp. That's we a nut. We didn't even talk about that. That's you know, an, that's, yeah, I mean, is I mean, superheating. Super this is a program. I think it's a government program. It's it's known. Yeah. Um, there are harp installations. Yeah. Harp installation in, oh, is it Alaska? Right? Yeah, it's like, it's like, I think it's above the Arctic Circle or something yeah. like that. It's and like it, what really it's doing is superheating the ionosphere. Uh, what the reason for that is, I don't know. Why would but, you do that? But um, supposedly it has to do again with mind control. Yeah, it's, it's somehow altering altering the yeah the atmosphere. Yeah, why would they do who, that? They don't. They won't say. Yeah, they have some fluky explanation. Yeah, for it, but it's some like experiment. They're experimenting on the yeah on the atmosphere or something. But um, I don't yeah. know. Yeah, I don't know why they're doing that. But you know, and then they're they're kind of now they're saying that it's shut down, but. I well, I, I don't mean, think it really is. I mean, the thing is, is that they say that all the time that these programs have been shut down, and then when you turn around, well, it's when people get aware of them, they they just oh, oh, no, we're, yeah, not doing, we're not doing that anymore. Oh, we stopped doing really? that a while ago. Why were you doing it to begin with? You yeah, know? exactly. That's my question. So, I don't know. It's just, it's just all these factors that are going on, and exactly. people um, just sort of ignore or don't want to think about or or don't even know about. Yeah, you know. Um, so I guess that's why we're here. Okay, so here's here's a qu here's a question for you, and, mm -hmm. and, and maybe this would be a great time, a great place to sort of leave this off. Yeah, we're getting pretty close to our our time limit. JF JFK wanted to shatter the CIA into a thousand pieces. Uh, so he said. So he said. So the question. So as a result, his head got shattered into a thousand pieces. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you think that he knew about all these all these programs, all these clandestine programs that? 
I'm not even sure that they were all operating at that point, but but he he had some sense of what was going on. I think yeah. that there was a layer of, you know, he he brought that out in a couple of speeches that there were, you know, to to be aware of yeah. this underlying force. Yeah, I think you know Eisenhower talked about it in his farewell address to yeah. the American people. So it, I don't I don't think it's I think it's something that. Um, presidents have awareness of. I don't know yeah. if they have very much control over yeah. it or, or how much they really even know about it, how much they're briefed on it. Probably yeah. not much, Yeah, I would, I would suspect. So if you can say, if you can say that there are a lot of programs out there that the president, no, no matter who the president is, whether it's one of the Bushes, Reagan, Obama, Trump, whoever, if there are all these programs going on, like... Operation Midnight Climax. You like that one, don't you? <laughs> I like that. I think that's going to be the name of the show. Um, Eric was actually wishing he was one of the participants. <laughs> <laughs> Before I met my wife, obviously. Right. I love uh, you, honey. Of course, of course. I love you, baby. Of I love course, you, honey. Yeah. But the question is, is like, if there are all these subversive programs going on, can you make the case that the president is really not in, in, in charge of the country? He's just a mere figurehead, and he doesn't yeah. even know everything's going could, on. I think you could make that case. Somebody could make that case. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know. I, you know it, who knows? It's, yeah. It's something to think about, though. But again, I think it all starts with your, with your, with your own self. You know, what, what you can do to, to try to fend off some of these yeah. um, bombardments you, that, you that have, you're, yeah. you're receiving. You know, watch what you eat. Watch what you watch on TV. You know, yeah. Limit all of those things. Yeah. You know? Think about um, changing your own frequency. Yeah. You know, try to elevate your own frequency through yeah. through how you approach things. Right. You know, that's that's the best place to start. Because some things you just really don't have much control over. Yeah. Uh, but you do have control over yourself. That's all you have control over, really. Yeah, really, in, in the, at the end of the, the day, scary, that's, the that's, scary that's all it really is. But the scary thing is, is that may, maybe we don't have as much control over our thoughts as we thought we had. Well, that may be. That's pretty. That's so you you sort of have to think about ways to counteract that. Yeah, you know, if you can. Yeah, different forms. Uh, there's you know different things you can do. Exactly. And who knows how long this stuff's been? You know, this this could go back to. Um, I mean, I know there was a group of uh, a group of people called the Assassins that go back way way back in the history yeah that use drugs for for mind control to try yeah. to get people to do things that they wouldn't normally do yeah uh, who knows how many of these people are floating around that are programmed to do certain things or just waiting to be um touched off yeah. in some way who knows how many of the people that do these shootings and things are not some kind of mind control yeah. operatives that just the right you know, they receive the right signal from something and it touches them off to, to go and or they get, shoot or, up a nightclub. Or, or, or they get the right signal at the wrong time. That might also be. Yeah, who knows? Hard to say. Yeah. It's possible. Yeah. If they're indoctrinated somehow. Maybe that's part of what ISIS is doing. Who knows? What yeah. Kind of crap they're pulling off. Some weird stuff. And there's something, there's another deeper level to ISIS too, I think, that, yeah. that we don't know about. Yeah. You know. But I mean, we could, you and I both agree that that there is some sort of form of mind control out there, and they are they're really doing this. Oh yeah, oh yeah, I agree. yeah. I I always wonder about like we we're talking about these celebrities, like you know, how do they get where? How do they get famous? They have a modicum of talent. Yeah, you know, 
but just all of a sudden everybody thinks they're like the best thing on earth exactly you know, for, for usually a fairly short time luckily right you know but um who knows how that happened? Like name it, name yeah. a celebrity, and you look at the celebrity, and you wonder to yourself, how did this person become famous? Yeah. How is this person still famous? I don't understand. When we talked about the Kardashians in a in a in a in the earlier segment here, but you look at a lot of people, and you look at politicians, and you look at like you look at a lot of people, and it's like you look at like someone like, and I'm, I'm going to pick on Al Franklin only because well, he's Al Franklin. How did Al Franken become a politician? How did he ever get elected? You look at a lot of these elected. You look at he ran. Well, yeah, he ran. But that, yeah, I mean, yeah. But I mean, you you look at you look at our former governor Annie Custer. How did she? How she did, wasn't governor. Annie Custer. No, not Annie Custer. Um, what's Skeletor's name? I can't remember. Um, Maggie Hassan. Mag yeah. You look at Maggie Hassan. Skeletor. <laughs> how did Ma how did Maggie Hassan how did she become a politician? Well, and, and how did she get know, elected? I was watching the uh, confirmation hearings yesterday. She she was on the panel, and she's been a senator for what like two weeks. Wait, wait a minute, she Maggie was, Hassan? Yeah, she was questioning one of the. Um, Maggie Hassan has only been a, a, a senator for. Jesus, maybe a week? Well, well, two weeks. How did she get on a committee? That's what I'm asking. That's what I'm saying. How, how'd that happen? I don't know. I don't know. She was. She was on TV. She was on CNN questioning one of the um, one of Trump's cabinet. I look. I look at these. I look at these candidates and I look at these people, and it was just like. You wonder how that happens, don't you? Oh my God! How I mean, how are you even able to remember to breathe first thing in the morning? You're so stupid. How, I don't know. I don't, I, I don't understand. You got to ask yourself, how's that happened? I, I mean, that my wife and I were having that very conversation because she's, you know, she's, she was a governor of New Hampshire, okay, but yeah, now she she's a senator she, and she's on the all of a sudden she's on the panel questioning these. She these was people. and and here and here's really? the thing. I mean, and whatever it is you want to say about, you got to think there's something behind. That. I mean, the I thing mean, is, come on. as soon as she became governor, she didn't even do her job. She was campaigning. For for the job that she has now as the senator, well, yeah, but um, you know, in the larger picture, you, you get these people that all of a sudden jump out of nowhere and become um, whatever, you know. Yeah, I mean, Obama came out of nowhere, really. I remember asking. I remember asking this question. Bill Clinton just, came out of nowhere. You look you know, at these people who. Think, where did how'd that happen? How is it that you can run for an office and you have these gaps in your resume? And it's like, okay, where were you for these seven years? <laughs> well, and, and if you think about it, if there's some kind of system in place, whether it's electronic or whatever, whatever, however you yeah. want to classify yeah. it, maybe it's a combination of factors yeah. that's bombarding you with, uh, this person's good, this person's great, this yeah. person's whatever. After a while, your brain yeah. starts to say, or you know, yeah. kind of automatically, yeah. Um, yeah, that's this guy's good. This guy's good, or this woman's good, or whatever. Whatever it is, you know. You also have, and this is this is when a, really they're really not that good. This is something know? else that it was just like I was debating about whether or not we wanted to keep this for another show or not, but we brought it up. Social media and smartphone addictions. Yeah, whereas well, that's another whole topic. You, but you think about it though, it's like there are some there are some people who the first thing that they do even before they get out of bed. My father is one of these people is that as soon as he gets out of, before he even gets out of bed, he lights up a cigarette yeah. because that's an addiction. Not, yeah. Yeah. There are some people who sleep with their cell phones. The first thing they do before they get out of bed is that they check Facebook. My wife is looking at me. I'm not like that. 
Well, you know, the thing is, you know, this last election, look look at what that did to social media, especially Facebook, where people like uh, trashing each other. Yeah. And um, people unfriending each other yeah. because they voted for one party or the other. Yeah. Well, what did that do? It created a big divide among people, you know? I would not be surprised. And if- it, was, it was a format for that. Yeah. You know? I mean, really? Okay, somebody votes for another candidate that you don't like? That doesn't make them a... A monster. Let me see you if know, it's let just me, their point of view. And I mentioned well, yeah. this earlier. Let me see if I get this straight. Your uncle Bob, who took you fishing when you were eleven years old, because your dad wasn't around anymore. You're going to unfriend your uncle Bob, and you're not going to ever talk to your uncle Bob ever again because he voted for Trump. Because he or, voted or, for or Trump Clinton. or Clinton. I know it's crazy. It's, you're going to you, you are never going to talk to your mother again because she did not vote for the right candidate. But that what my my point is is that that medium created that mindset. It created that um, personal feeling about it. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not personal. It's not if you vote for Trump or you vote for Clinton or whoever the hell you voted for, it yeah. doesn't make you an evil person or a negative person. It just makes you somebody with a different point of view. Exactly. You know? And people took it way, yeah. way too far. Yeah. And I think um, that media is what created that whole mindset. Maybe, maybe here's, here's a thought and here's an idea. Because everything maybe everything we've been talking about with all of these, with the lily waves coming through the AC, maybe maybe Facebook is the final component that they needed to put in place to make well, people I, I've, susceptible. I've heard that the CIA funded Facebook originally. We should do some so, research on that. I don't, I don't know. I, I don't. That's not. I don't know that that's documented. But yeah, um, it's something to think about. You know what I want to do? I want. I mean, it's a perfect surveillance. Yeah, they can get into just about and whatever you put on, and that's something people should be aware of. You are helping Facebook. You are helping to go all over the place. You are helping the CIA and the NSA do their work for them. You are helping them monitor you. Yeah, luckily Facebook is sort of like a like a toy. You know, people get on it, and they're like, "Oh, this is great! I can," and then that sort of fades after a while. You know, and that's going to be replaced. But because remember MySpace. You know, nobody yeah, remembers MySpace. Nah, not much, not too much. I didn't get involved with it. Right, and Facebook is going to be, be replaced a new by something. sort of something. Like and everybody's going to be in it, and everybody's going to forget once about it. Once the novelty their... wears off of something, yeah. then something else will be created to take its place. I would, I would not be surprised if it's kind of, because the thing is, is, is like if you use Instagram and Twitter and Pinterest and all of these other things, you are giving the NSA and the CIA all the information that they need to fucking track well, when you. It. When you think about it, yeah. Yeah. It's, so I want to. I want okay. to. You ready to wrap? You ready to wrap? I'm going to wrap this up, and I, I'm going to give the, our 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 listeners some homework. Uh, what do you think about all this mind control stuff? What do you think is going on? Why are they doing this? Why do you think that my, the uh, social manipulation and surveillance is hand in hand? Why do you think that they're doing this? That's that's your homework, people. I, that's that's what I want you to do. And and one thing we're, we are projecting a lily wave that whose message is listen to metaphysical connection. <laughs> <laughs> Only kidding. Uh, w- one thing I wanted to mention I, I misquoted the um, the layer of uh, the genetic layer. It's it's actually called the epigenome. Uh-huh. I called it the metagenome. Okay, it's the epigenome, and that's the thing that uh, kicks the DNA into action. All right. So so. Uh, 
the explanation for that is is that if let's say you have a you have the genetics for lung cancer yeah and you don't smoke yeah you have a lot less chance of of that gene right. kicking in right through the epigenome whereas okay. if you do smoke or if you're yep. heavily exposed to some kind of carcinogen uh, okay that might kick that in so so that's the difference all right and that's i think where a lot of these things are, are operating i think they're operating at the epigenome level yeah all right okay anyway right. thanks to clarify that thanks dr walt yeah it's just a little point it's a good I point like to, i like to get stuff right it's a good point yeah. it's a good point If you really like this podcast and the others on the Fedora Chronicles Network, then give us four or five stars on iTunes. Just go to that app on your phone or your browser and tell the world what you really think of us. Leave a comment, and if we like your comment, we'll read it on the air. You can also find our podcast on SoundCloud and Player FM. SoundCloud.com slash Fedora Chronicles and Player.fm slash Series slash The Fedora Chronicles Radio Show. If you have a favorite podcast app and we don't know about it, let us know and we'll get them to link to us too. Or you can suggest our podcast to them via their suggestion box. Show your love for the podcast by going to Zazzle where you can find a lot of items with our logos on it. The Metaphysical Connection logo is on everything from coffee mugs, cell phone covers, barbecue aprons, and t-shirts. You can find them by going to Zazzle.com slash Chronicles. You can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Just search for us on both social media outlets. Our Facebook group is facebook.com slash groups slash The Metaphysical Connection. Finally, in an earlier podcast, we invited all of you who are in our listenership who have ever worked for a government agency, clandestine group, black ops company, or if you've ever been involved in any kind of conspiracy that involves the paranormal, or any kind of strange phenomenon, let us know, and we would love to have you as a special guest on our show. That invitation also goes to all, for all of you publicists, authors, artists, who have something to share with us on the Metaphysical Connection or on the Fedora Chronicles radio show. Drop us a line at metaphysical at thefedorachronicles.com, and we would love to get in touch with you. So one more time, this is Eric Render King Fisk signing off. Until next time, until then... Keep your chins up and your fedoras on. Oh, oh, Eric, you're so attractive. Would you like to rub Ben Gay on my thighs? Operation Midnight Climax. All right. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>